usually. Take this morning, for example. After finishing the cupcakes, I needed to check my other bookings, make sure our sick boarder was sleeping peacefully, then rush to pick up Arch from an overnight party. Before zipping back to my commercial-sized kitchen in our small home, I was going to deliver Arch to the country club residence of his can't-be-bothered father. My ex-husband, OBGYN Dr. John Richard Corman, was the father and scoundrel in question. He was the man my client, Patricia McCracken, obsessively hated. He was the man I had escaped from. He was known to his other ex-wife and me as the jerk. A small example of jerk behavior. Dr. John Richard Corman would no more pick up his son from an overnight than he would beat some eggs for breakfast. And careful of that word, beat. I stared at the menu on my computer screen and struggled to refocus on the task at hand. After much hesitation, Patricia had finally decided that her party would be a two-month-late celebration of the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. But making the plans with her hadn't been easy. One week, she didn't care about the menu. The next, she obsessed about details, such as how long to grill fish. After many discussions, Patricia had finally ordered Mexican appetizers, grilled fish from Florida— the Avs had beaten the Florida Panthers in the Cup Finals, and I dubbed the entree Goalie's Grilled Tuna. Three kinds of salads, puck-shaped biscuits, and homemade potato rolls. Plus a dessert Patricia's husband had christened, Stanley Cupcakes. I sighed. After dropping off Arch this morning, I still faced a truckload of food prep. Not only that, but this evening's event promised to be raucous, perhaps even dangerous— I mean, hockey fans? Now there are folks who take revenge seriously. I turned away from the computer. Our security system was off, so I opened the kitchen window and took a deep breath of summery mountain air. The post-dawn Colorado sky glowed as it lightened from indigo to periwinkle. From the back of my brain came the echo of Patricia's furious voice. I'm telling you, Goldie! I need to see someone punished. I slapped open the other window and tried to block out the memory of her anger by inhaling more crisp air skimming down from the snow-dusted mountains. August in the high country brings warm, breezy days and nights cool enough for a log fire. Heaven. Unless you have to deal with John Richard Corman, my own inner voice reminded me. Then it can be hell. Perhaps I should have told Patricia, an old friend who until now had loved cooking, to prepare herself for a descent into the underworld. I took a bag of coffee beans from the freezer, then sliced a thick piece of homemade oatmeal bread and dropped it into the toaster. The interior wires glowed red, the delicious scent of hot toast filled the kitchen. Poor Patricia. After years of infertility, and after adopting a son just before her first marriage had gone sour, she had remarried, endured a year of fertility drugs, and become pregnant. But she lost the baby. Unexpectedly, 
horribly and avoidably, according to her. John Richard was her obstetrician, and she blamed him for the baby's death. Now she wanted my help. I had been married to Dr. John Richard Corman, she reminded me. I'd suffered through an acrimonious divorce. How could she deal with her rage against him, she wanted to know. How could she get through this? I told her I'd cooked with much imagination when I was furious with the jerk. But no matter what I'd said two weeks ago while booking the event, it hadn't been enough. Patricia, short and pear-shaped, with bitten-down nails and eyeliner applied with a shaky hand, had fumed like a pressure cooker. She'd shaken her mahogany with platinum hair and complained that I wasn't helping. She wanted revenge on the jerk, and she wanted it now. I took a bite of the crunchy toast and looked out.